I just wish if everybody could see like this setup. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Just stretch my legs out or I become like get paralysis. Okay. Go ahead. Are, are we ready? I'm ready. Upload day Tuesday, January 25th. In three, two. Hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay, Tim. That's the first um, okay. TV, Did you not have so many questions when watching reporter Tori in the field doing her live shot during the news and then get hit by a car? Questions like, where was the cameraman, the camerawoman, the camera person? Why didn't they race over like a hero in a cape and help young reporter Tori out? Oh, and Tim, so many questions about Tim. We're good, Tim. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. It's a podcast where we talk about everything that you are already talking about with your family and your friends. We talk about um, pop culture, current events, music, revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and sometimes even personal growth. Hi, Donna. Hi, I'm Caddy's wife. My name is Donna. And why am I drinking a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock at night? It's 1030. 10.30 at night. Because I am a woman who has to get some shit done. That's the bottom line. I mean, I just got to get some shit done. Here's what I find fascinating about coffee and everything. It's going to be easy for Hans to go ahead and plaster that E-explicit e rating. On well, I mean, I'm just, I just am. Like I would, I would never drink a cup so of coffee. anything goes. At this point on, anything goes. Where I would never drink a cup of coffee at 1030. But here's what I find fascinating is you have never had a cup of coffee. Like never had a cup of coffee? I've or never had a cup of coffee in my life. Not even one by accident. No. Maybe you picked up, well, like you picked up a cup and it, that is so weird. There's a moment in everyone's life where they remember where they had their first cup of coffee. Like, not like you drank some of your parents' coffee, but like. As an adult, you you purchased your first cup. Well, or you just, even as a young adult, you like had a cup of coffee and like you became a coffee drinker. And like, I remember Will telling me, like one day I came downstairs and Will's our 22-year-old, now 22-year-old son. And I think he was like a freshman in high school and he was working my Keurig. And I was like, wait, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I like coffee. And I'm like, you do? And he's like, yeah, I started drinking it at my mom's house because Will was my stepson and he split some parenting time between here and his mom's house. And he was like, I started drinking it at my mom's house and I love coffee. And I'm like, okay, now I got someone else on the pods. Because you know the pods are expensive on the Keurig. So now when you've got like two, three people dipping into your pods, very expensive. Very expensive. And then Olivia started drinking coffee. I was going to tell you when the first time I had coffee was. And it was when I lived in Maine, Portland, Maine. And I had just started selling radio. And I hung out with all the radio salespeople. And they all went to Friendly's. And they would drink coffee. And I'm like, you know what? I might as well, because, you know, that's what you do when you're a young adult. If everybody's, like, doing the cocaine, you're like, okay, Absolutely. I'm going to do yeah, it, be, too. Be, listen, be a follower. Don't be a leader. Well, and so I'm like, they're all like, okay, I'm going to drink, you know, we're going to order our coffee. And I'm like, so am I. And now I will drink, like, I love, I'm really an iced coffee drinker. But, I mean, I will drink coffee a 100 times a day. Iced caramel macchiato, a skinny, no fat, double pump three sugar. That sounds, that sounds expensive. Yeah. That sounds, let's, let's, let's dial back on that a little bit. I always love when I'm in line at the Starbucks and the people direct the barista on how many pumps, like I need two pumps of caramel. It's like, okay. I don't know that world. I've never been in a Starbucks. Right. But like, what if the person does two, 
like a half pump. And then somebody catches them. They're like, no. It's kind of like a Subway. I worked at Subway. Same yeah. thing. Everybody would want an extra scoop of tuna. It's like, you're going to pay Why? for it. Well, I'm not paying for it. Well, but I mean, if you want a third scoop, it's, the, the law at Subway was two scoops of tuna for a six inch, four for a foot long, right? Yes, but I know why people ask for the extra scoop because I have been there before and it's barely making it across the bread because the bread is long. Well, but it's two scoops. That's it. Ugh. Do right. You're probably doing them a favor. If you like what you're hearing, maybe not this specific. This, yeah, this, maybe, bro- this. maybe this is the best place to plant this yeah. in the show, in, yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. Let us know by leaving us a rating uh, on Apple Podcasts, if that's the way you're here, or on the Spotify uh, show page. And they're now an all-star system. What's the show page? I don't know. It's just what the copy says. I mean, that sounds like we work like at the shoe show or something. No, 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 no. Now on the show page. Anyway, just help us out with that. All right. I'll, I'll check that copy for next time. All right. I had some questions. I had some questions like, um, where was the cameraman? Why did the cameraman not run out and help you, Tori, from WSAZ News Channel 3? In West Virginia, where was your camera or your woman? Where was your camera person? Why didn't they race? You know, it, it looked to me as if you're you're coming towards the camera after you've been hit by a car on live television. Wait a minute! Now you're leaning into the camera. What are you you're picking the camera? Why are you picking the camera up, reporter lady? That's one scenario I bet that played out minds all around America when this story broke. Another one, Donna, would be, where are you going? I've only known you, reporter Tory, for thirty seconds. But you've been hit by a car in that time period. You, you've held, you, you've you handled it very, very well. You were uh, gracious to the person that hit you. I'm in. I, you're, I find you endearing. I love you, Tori. But wait a minute. But I'm just now finding you. Where are you going? Because she says in the live TV report, "This is my last week." You know, this happened to me. Did you not have that question on? Not a one of them. Oh, we're not done. Not did, a did, one of did them. Did you wonder if Tori went to the hospital no. to get checked out to to an urgent care? No. To, to get it once over. Just sometimes you never know. You can get hit by a vehicle and, and there are, or, or it's something traumatic could happen, but it's, it's a couple of days after until you really kind of, you really kind of feel it. Unfortunately, in freeze thaw, we see this. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm well, okay, Tim. That's the first I'm, I'm okay. on TV, Tori. Woo! We're all good. I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. I am so good. Okay. So, did you wonder? I did wonder that. About the the getting hit. Does this mean you worked for a TV station when you were in college? Were you in a live report? Doing a live report when you got hit by a car? Twice now. She's 27. Twice now. This happened in your life? During a live report, you've been hit by a car? Is that the story? What's the story? I want to know. You're obsessed with Tori. What kind of car hit you, Tori? Oh, boy. Was it a, um, this is what I think. This is what I think. I think that it is a um, a 2010. It's a 2010 Kia, uh, Kia, Kia uh, Sorento. Little, little midsize SUV, right? That's what I'm thinking this lady was in. No, I think it's a Corolla with bald tires because it was in the uh, snow. Well, I think the Kia, the Kia Sportage had bald tires too. Uh, Kia Sportage is uh, it's about 14 feet wide. Uh, she got hit by the side of it, you know, this vehicle. So uh, she, she could have taken a little beating. Okay. It can do some damage. All right. Did Let, you wonder what the woman driving that, that hit reporter Tori live on the, on the television, did you wonder where she was going? I mean, there were, there were ice, the, the roads were iced. Where, where are you going, ma'am? That's another question. Tim. Were you bumped down low, Tori, or were you hit up high? I couldn't really tell from the looking. Oh, 
I, I, I don't even... Do you know if I was bumped down low or up high, sir? I just saw you disappear I don't even know. The other story. I don't even know, Tim. I, my whole life just flashed before my eyes. <laughs> the other story is Tim. He, he's the story. A lot of questions about Tim. Tim is going to explain to you here in a moment what happened and exactly why he may have appeared maybe uninterested. He explains. It's going to make sense. All right. That's coming up during this conversation. Why did the person who drove her to work to, the, to, to, to where she was that morning, why did that person come and help? Because that person does, doesn't exist. We are in the world in, in, in broadcasting. And now this is television broadcasting, news, local news. We are in a period now, Donna, where if you're a reporter, especially in a small market like she was in, and in West Virginia, even in large markets, major markets, I know here in Atlanta, uh, two of the four affiliate TV stations use what are called backpack reporters. They're also called multimedia journalists. Here's what they do. They graduate from college, if even that. They get a job at this uh, you know, TV station. When they get there, they're assigned their very own camera. They get their own tripod, their own ring light, pretty much. An IFB pack, IFB, so they can put it in their ear and hear everybody back at the radio station when they're live. That's it. And you carry it literally in a backpack. You are everything. There are no producers. There are no lighting people, no uh, sound people. It's you. It was Tori. That's the only person that was there on location. And I don't think a lot of people understood that. My questions were more for Tim. Sir, like... You, we've talked about this before. Like I am, ve- like if I had been on air and it was Tori, I would be like, "Oh my God, where are you?" Well, like if you're back at the anchor desk, my in God, the studio, I would have okay. jumped so you, up. If you were Tim, what would it sound like? Uh, Tori, where are you? I'm coming to help you right now. We're sending help. My God, are you okay? Have you checked yourself over? You need to go to the hospital. You could have gotten hurt. And you don't know if you got hurt. Oh my gosh, can I call your mom? Can I call she your did, dad? She did go to the hospital. You're going to find out who took her. And I was, I was, it was I was kind of surprised who took her to the hospital. We got that kind of doing out. The woman that hit her, probably. Yeah, no, 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 move on. Just, you know, those were the questions that I would have. Like, I wouldn't as much have questions as I would have directions for Tori. Like, here's what's going to happen. Check check your pulse. Yes, I'm coming to you. How do you know that, like, you know, you didn't injure yourself, like an internal organ or something? A lot of those questions were answered the next night on the 11 o'clock news when Tim is anchoring again. He's the station's main go-to. He's like the... um. You know, in Charlotte, it was Bob Inman, okay? Remember, you've heard me talk about Bob Inman. WBTV, the CBS affiliate in Charlotte growing up, was a huge inspiration in, in everything that I've done in my career. That type of person. You know, he's like the face of the city. I also thought originally, Donna, that this crash, this horrible collision between car and news reporter happened in the morning for some reason. You said you did too. I thought it was early morning. It wasn't. Like it was 11.08 p.m. It was 11.08 p.m. in the 11 o'clock news. That's not safe for her to be out there. What happened? Well, it's not safe for her to be out there before sunrise either in the in the morning. So they're together the next night. And um, Who? Tori and? Tori and, and, and Tim. Tor- or Tim and Tori. It's, like okay. it's like a bad morning show, isn't it? Tori joins us now from the studio in Charleston. And Tori, you gave us all a scare, of course. But the most important news, Absolutely. you're okay. Absolutely. You're okay. Exactly. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I've had so many people reach out to me and I really appreciate it. It was definitely a crazy moment. And um, after that happened, I do want to say my boss took me to the hospital. I did get checked out. Everything is okay. No broken bones, just a little bit of soreness, but it's all good. Um, You know, it was just so fast. I I didn't even see that car coming. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's one of those situations, and I, I think a lot of people were caught off guard by it. I actually, myself, couldn't even see it on the monitor, which is a little small monitor over to the side. I could only hear it through my earpiece, yeah. so I can only hear your perspective. 
And I didn't know what happened. I, a little, I see you kind of go off camera, or maybe somebody had moved the camera, and then all of a sudden, you're saying you had been hit by a car and that you were okay right away, which was just a stunning for, I think, everybody here and everybody involved here at the station. We were all just stunned silence. Literally. I mean, Tim, Literally. Didn't, have a, Tim didn't have a whole lot to say. No, and I mean, it's just, yeah, his but question. He couldn't, he couldn't see. I've had people ask me, and I was, this is a question that I had too, Don. Was Tori, were you in the road? Were you literally in the middle of the road doing your live report? And from my perspective, I was just standing there along Roxana Hills yeah. uh, Drive in Dunbar. I was right on the pavement of, of Roxana Hills Apartments. Mm-hmm. I wasn't actually on the road. Right. Um, and, you know, I was getting ready to talk to you. And then next thing I know, this big SUV just it's hits Kia, the side Kia of Sportage. me yeah. and knocks me into the camera. And I guess on the ground, I'm still not really sure what happened. But either way, I got back up, keep the this, this show on the road, you know. Just- got to keep the show on the road. Got to keep the show and on the road. that's what she's doing, by the way. Tori is leaving News Channel 3. And she's taking a, uh, a, a reporter's job, general assignment reporter's job at a TV station in Pittsburgh, which is a huge bump in market size. This course was done a couple of weeks ago. It's not because of this. But when she says, this is my last week, and you thought, everybody in the world, but Donna thought as they're watching, well, where, well, Tori, where are you going, my new friend? She's going to Pittsburgh. I mean, Tim. We're good, Tim. An update about Kanye West from the last episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act, about the uh, uh, car crash. I, I thought, yeah, listen to the clip. Rich ass kids, this ain't your mama house. Climb on your brother's shoulders, get that top ramen out. God sent me from that crash. What? Just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. What what crash? What crash? Am I newbie? And we had no idea. And it turns out it is a pretty pretty severe car crash. But I do have some questions for Kanye. Who's driving? Like at, who, the time, at the time of the crash that he refers to? Who was at fault? Like when he jumped down, did he have to like pull up his State Farm insurance card? What does it say on his card? Does it say Kanye? Does it say Yeezy? Do they do a search and seize? What when, I mean, what when, happens? When, when claiming that God saved him from a crash, two minutes and 35 seconds into the new song, you just heard it. Kanye West is referring to a car accident that took place October 23rd, 2002. Rolling Stone, cite your source. Rolling Stone reports that Kanye West survived a serious car collision in LA while driving home from a recording session at 4 a.m. The artist fell asleep at the wheel of his rental Lexus and crashed into an incoming car. I bet that person was just paid off. Like at Disney World? Like, you know how if you trip on like the... um, Anywhere. Anywhere, like a curb or like, you know, the moving sidewalks always moving at like Toy Story. And like, if you trip before you get into your like Buzz Lightyear car... They take you into a closet and give you like free Disney passes for the rest of your life. life. I bet he did something like that. I bet he was like, okay, you can have every Yeezy. But why, why do that though? Unless you are in, unless you're intoxicated or you're high. Why, why, why wouldn't you just exchange information and treat it as an accident? Because he's Kanye West. What does, that, what does that mean though? I don't know. But I'm sure, I'm sure he has someone that like pops out of the trunk or something and then pulls out some sort of waiver or Indian, settlement Indian, thing. Yeah. Disclosure agreement. Absolutely. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Why did you not say to us when, when we were recently having a conversation about Scott Howard during the national championship game between Georgia and Alabama, making a reference to a dingo ate my baby. I felt stupid, Donna, because you knew what, where that came from. After you heard me say, I'm, I'm curious. I know the Keeley thing comes from Alabama. Uh, uh, they, a dingo ate your baby. Right. But he, what did he say? What did Scott Howard say? Kylie Ringo just ate your baby. Thank you. That's what it was. Thank you. Where did that come from? All right. Turns out everybody in the world but me knows. And why wouldn't you say something? Because I assumed you knew. Everyone knows. What did you say? I had, where does that reference come from? What does that mean? But I didn't know that you didn't. I, 
okay, I didn't know. It's kind of like coffee. You're aware of coffee, but you've never had a cup of coffee. I figured you were aware of the saying, but you just weren't like, had no idea. didn't exactly know what movie it came from or whatever. Yeah, I had no, no idea. In Alabama, a Ringo right. ate your baby. Turns out. In Alabama. We're having a, a birthday Ringo dinner with Tug. All right. Tug's my best friend. And uh, we're, you know, you're friends with Tug and, and his wife. were just, uh, just friends. And Tug and I used to work together in radio in Atlanta. We had a birthday dinner for him Saturday night, six of us. And he's like, yeah, it came from Be- uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead did something on it for a while. He said, then uh, Seinfeld, you never saw the Seinfeld episode where Dot And I said, I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld in my life. Okay. How how have you lived through your life? Not, no coffee not, and no Seinfeld. Yes, not drinking coffee and not watching I Seinfeld. Like that, what does that say? I don't does that wow. say something? Probably. Let me think about it. Let me think on it. All right. Here is uh, the moment from Seinfeld. I wonder what happened to my fiancé. I know he's here somewhere. Ellen, have you seen my fiancé? He's upstairs. Are you going upstairs? Tell my fiancé I'm looking for him. <laughs> I have lost my fiancé, the poor baby. <laughs> All right, here comes. Here comes along. Maybe the dingo ate your baby. <laughs> yeah. What? What is that? What does it mean? Well, okay, because she's like, if you watch the episode, she like can't be away from her fiance, and she's like, "My poor baby, my poor baby, where is my poor baby?" We've gotten like they've gotten separated at the party, and so Julia Louis Dreyfus is like, "Maybe finally, Was that her? yes." She's like, "Maybe the dingo ate your baby." <laughs> Maybe the dingo ate your baby. All right, but that's not where it originated from, and you knew beyond Seinfeld as we sat here recording that episode. Yes. That it comes from a Meryl Streep movie. Yes. Called A Cry in the Night. Yes. Here is the original clip. Dingo's got the baby! What? God, no, please, God, no. The dingo's got my baby! All right, so it's a true story. Happened to this woman. Okay, I didn't know that. I knew about the woman, but I didn't know there was a movie made. Okay, but I didn't know about the woman. I just knew about the movie. Did you know it was a true story? I kind of knew it was based on something, but I I didn't really, and I've never seen the movie. I just knew Meryl Streep was in the movie. But it was based around the story. The woman who was the, the mother who was charged of murder, murdering her nine week old daughter on a camping trip. But she didn't. She didn't. But she spent prison time. She was convicted. But then the the, the Australian government wound up cutting she and her husband, who was a co conspirator, check for one point two million dollars, and she was a. Uh, I don't know what they call it over there, but expunged for, you know, everything was washed, washed from record. Cause it, a, a, another forensic thing came down like in 2012, a fourth forensic examination for, I guess, of the, the dingo or the baby. Well, I, I don't know. And in fact, a dingo, it, it, dingo ate her baby. Dingo's got the baby. Dingo did have the baby. That's actually very scary. I'll tell you what. You have questions? I do. Okay. So actually you're not crazy about old Tory. You just been a little obsessed with the story, but you're not crazy with the questions because we are question people and we know this about ourselves. Okay, questions for the panel. What are they? Why in the literal hell would you take a newborn baby camping? Baby's Stay nine weeks. Is that newborn? A three not, months. Okay, you're going to take a nine week old baby. I, I would, would not know. I, I would wouldn't not. even take a nine week old baby. I would take a nine year old with me on many trips. But I wouldn't take a nine week old baby into a restaurant, much less on a camping no, trip. It's 1982. Right. Now, I think people would take them. They take them everywhere. They take kids everywhere from the minute they pop out. Back then, we, we, when we had little kids, the kids stayed home. The, their lives revolved around home. As they should. And the mamas and the daddies went and had lives. And the grandparents came over and they kept the kids until they were old enough to go to the beach and or Disney World. And behave. 
and behave. But nowadays, these people have these, I mean, they literally drive out of the parking deck at Northside and head to La Perea. It's with, like, with the baby. yes. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like the baby doesn't even have its shots yet. They don't even know how to suck on a pacifier. And they've got them out everywhere. They got them at La Perea. They've got them on Santa Claus's lap. They've got them at parades. They've got them out at the softball park. It's like, take the baby home. So, yes, to circle back around. If I were on the jury, I'd be like, I probably so. Damn woman took her baby hiking. There's a chance Odingo's going to take your baby. Well, you and I have talked about this before. Like, I have this desire and since Hans Appen from the Appen Media Group, who um, helps us and, and, and produces our podcast and gives us so much moral support, his father has always hiked like the Appalachian Trail. Mr. Ray, Ray. Mr. Ray Appen is a big hiker. You know I've always wanted to like hike the Appalachian Trail. I've told you this. However, I love to hike. And you know this. Like every time we'd go to Cashers, like I'd take the girls up to Whiteside Mountain, beautiful mountain to hike on. You would never go. Here's the thing about it. I get into it, and then I start getting in my head. And I'm like, the, there's always that one person you pass. And I hate to say it's always a man, because it could be a woman, but you're not as afraid of the women. And they're like, hey, how are you today? Nice day. And you're like, yeah, nice day. And then you keep hiking, and you think. Are they behind me? Is he circling back around yeah. to kill me? You wouldn't know it though. And honestly, but I, but I never it's thought so about that until there was that period yep. of time where every story every weekend was about somebody hiking because there was that guy that was out killing people on the trails. But now, but so, so that this is like my love of hiking has been diminished because of my paralysis in my head from listening to so many serial podcasts and watching so much Dateline in 2020. What is this weird alien scary music? But like you don't like to hike, so you don't have this. Don, come on, no, I would never. That would never be a concern of mine. That would never be on my radar. You've hiked with us a few times, um, for you know a quarter mile, and that's I, I'd rather go about half that distance. I've told you my story before. When remember when I? <laughs> no, but you can tell it. When I started up Whiteside Mountain, and I had that severe stomach bug when I was in Cashers, right. and, I, and the girls were like, "I don't know, Mom. I think you know." I don't think we should do this. And I'm like, no, we're fine. We can do this. And I got halfway up and I was like hanging onto a tree branch, just hurling. I was so sick, throwing up. And these people are coming up the mountain. They're like, oh, okay. Like, and they're trying to get away from me. And they're like, are, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm fine or whatever. And I told you, the girls are like sitting over on a log. And they're like, oh my God. <sighs> are you going to be able to walk? <sighs> Mom, people are staring at you. Meanwhile, I have a stomach bug, and I can't even walk. Why? Why wouldn't you stay home though? I didn't know at the time. I thought it was just like I had a little it just tummy hit you trouble. On the side of Black Side Mountain, absolutely. White Side Mountain, absolutely. And here's what happened: it didn't hit on the way up. Guess yeah, when always, it hit? It always hits on the way down. The way yeah. down. The always way the after, down. Always the day after. Where were we? We're going to talk about the letter. It is a component to the podcast. It's a e newsletter, and we just switched platforms and so if you have been a subscriber and reader of the letter every saturday morning at 9 10 why you shake your head it may check your spam yeah if things aren't broke why why fix them you're talking about changing platforms mm -hmm. because it made sense okay it's a lot easier what my decision what my call i'm glad we did it okay but check, okay. check your spam you're not happy with the content either no i am happy with the content i just 
I want it to be like quick, fun-filled, lighthearted read. And I just don't want it to be like the Daily 10 or the, what are those things that I get? All, I mean, like I love those services because it's almost like when you when you do these types of shows and stuff, it's like a prep service that you can pull things from. But this particular newsletter, I think needs to be more like, jovial and lighthearted it, it, it's very much all those things like maybe it's got a picture of a hamster in a sweater or something is this Bruce Springsteen what they do that was royalty free doesn't it sound like uh, we can play this all day yeah, exactly exactly 10th Avenue freeze out is a hamster in a what I'm a gonna sweater have a sweater The letter also included, did you see the watch and watch now and win it video to, to win the Hinkle, Georgia Bulldog Hinkle Rockers from, from gallery furniture, which I got to tell you, those are hot. I am anything right now with Georgia Bulldogs on it. You were telling me she only has how many pair, like one, it, two set. That's it. This, this is, is this it. Final set. Yeah. So it's a two minute video is included in the most recent issue of the letter. It'll be in this Saturday's too. So if you sign up right now and you can do that, I'll tell you how in just a second, if you do that right now, you'll be able to watch. The video. It's very simple. You answer one simple question. You learn it, you know, from watching the movie, and then DM it to the Gallery Furniture Georgia Instagram account at Gainesville, uh, in Gainesville at Gallery Furniture GA at Gallery Furniture GA on Instagram. All right, and then uh, we're going to do the drawing here in a few uh, a few days, Donna, like a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks. I'm very excited. Okay. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. In this video, you're also going to see some of the history of the Wolfman and Donna. I have I pulled some old TV commercials that they did. You're going to see the videos of those and. You know, hear the the story. Where did the name Wolfman come from? Is that a question you've asked? You know, yeah. the, well, you yeah. know the answer. Well, yeah, but still, you yes. grew up with Donna in the Wolfman, but you find out some really interesting stuff about gallery furniture. Sixteen hundred Brownsburg Road, Gainesville College Park, Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Thanks for your support of the My Second Act podcast. Hype songs. Let's add to to the playlist. Trace T R E S Trace Trace. What you got? Trace. Do you have any like Spanish music you can play when we like? Um, for like, I tres? wish you told me. You know, I mean, there's production deadlines. I wish you told me. All right. Well. I'll show. Go ahead and, go okay. ahead and talk. And I'll find um, so I am adding Kip Moore. She's mine. Okay. God, I love old All Kip right. Moore. Wow. Okay. I like that. Golly. I love Kip Moore. You know, I want to say something really quick. I don't want people to think that I'm some weirdo who's like lusting after people. Like every time I'm like, oh, they're so cute or he's so cute or whatever. When you get to be a certain age as I am. You get you lust after people. I mean, just secretly, like you know what I mean. And like Kip Moore is a very, very good-looking man, and the nicest, nicest guy when we've met him. So nice. Um, but anyways, he uh, he's had some really good hits. I mean, he's written a lot of music for other people too. I don't think people know that about him. Um, and so his last, uh, you know, like something about a truck. You know him. Um, but anyways, beer money. Beer Money is a really good He's one. He's from Tifton, Georgia. Sometimes, like on the last, like with Beer Money and stuff, I, I've told you this before, I think he was kind of channeling some some John Mellencamp a little bit. Um, but just a good looking man, if you've ever gone to see him. And again, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for this. I had somebody say to me, like, you spent a lot of time, I swear to God, it might have been Keith Rockdale Bone, who is making me um, a blow up doll of, Keith, of Eric Church. Of Eric Church. I didn't ask for it. He's just doing it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But anyways, it's coming. The, the doll's coming to me. So I, um, but I'm not going to apologize for thinking that Kit Moore's good looking. So there's that. I well, am. Who else is on that list? From last episode, it was. Um, it's like Dave Grohl. 
which I'll never yeah, Hardy. Hardy. It's like Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. It's uh, um, Dustin Lynch. Did you include my picture with Dustin Lynch? I did. Did you read the letter? Yes, I did. You didn't. Text left on red. R E D is the color. No spaces left on red to the number two two eight two eight. Okay, but we're in our. Um, I know. We are. I just song. wanted to get that in there because I, right, I, I did. Well, I didn't tell anybody how to subscribe. Fantastic. Um, Adele. Of my top 10 songs of all time, I bet Adele has three. So we're going to add, because she's really down. It's it's actually the, the new single for Top 40 and Pop Radio, uh, I Drink Wine. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. I went back recently, a couple of days ago, and I watched the um, interview with her from Oprah. I know we talked about it some on the podcast and watched the whole um, concert again with her. That, even if you're not an Adele fan, that is a, it's just a beautiful concert. Like yeah. the setting and everything, and she just nails every single song. And I think the great thing about Adele is that every song means something different to everyone. Like there's this general thread of like loss and love and overcoming like heartache and disappointment that runs through every one of her songs. However, for every single person, each song means something different as most music does. But there's just something about Adele that like, you know, we used to joke like all the 40-year-old men, the first Adele album that came out, they were like, they loved it. They'd be like driving down the street, rocking out, you know. But then like younger people love her. And I just, I, she's just amazing, amazing. But she is going through a tough time. She had been promoting and selling tickets to a, a weekend Vegas residency, which means she would be there probably three nights, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe even two shows one of those days. I don't know. It was supposed to open like, Today or something. Yes. And there were people literally lined up outside holding their tickets that had flown into Vegas to be at the first show. And Adele cancels the entire thing. Not just that night. She cancels the entire residency. And she's in tears about it. Uh, this is from Instagram. I'm really, really sorry. And I'm gutted. I'm gutted. And I'm sorry it's so last minute. We've run out of time. And I'm so upset. And I'm really embarrassed. So sorry to everyone that's traveled again. <sighs> that's tough. You feel bad for her? I do. Terrible for her. I'm gutted. I'm so sorry for everyone who's traveled very long distances to come. Would to you US. not have known? Would you not have known maybe three, at least three days ago? I think she was trying away? to pull it off. And uh, like, there were so many people with COVID. I, think, I will say one thing. I know she's had a really hard time leaving her son and figuring it out with her son and Simon. They have a pretty good, I think, co-parenting situation, but she, is she married. Is that her husband or ex-husband? Or ex-husband. Baby's child? Okay. Or the, but the, the she's talked child. about how she was like, almost like not, you know, not, 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 not looking forward to doing a residency, but how it's going to kind of upend her life. And I will say this about Adele. Everyone knows this about Adele. She has massive anxiety, anxiety and stage fright. I think she's overcome some of it, but um, into it? possibly, but I do feel bad because you know there are so many people who booked hotels. And, I would have. Yeah. If we had the money, we'd have been there opening night. Um, a little bit of meatloaf for you here. What? Two out of three. Two out of three oh, man, 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 man. But that ain't getting us Getting emotional. Getting emotional right now. Man, going back to high school and college, we also lost comedian Louie Anderson. 
Louie had been undergoing treatment for diffuse large B cell lymphoma. And in addition to his comedy, he was a host too on Family Feud at some point during the, the, you know, the run of that show. It's been through a lot of different uh, hosts and formats. Louie was, uh, I think, the late 90s through the early 2000s on Family Feud. Had some movie credits. Uh, this probably the biggest with Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. Hello. Hi. You know, I started on cleanup just like you guys. But now, see, I'm washing lettuce. Soon I'll be on fries. Then the grill. A year or two, I make assistant manager. And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. Louis Anderson. When Eddie Murphy was doing press for Coming to America, the sequel that hit about two years ago, maybe three years ago, he was on Jimmy Kimmel Live with Arsenio Hall. How did Louis come to be a part of, of that film and your world there? I uh, love Louis, but I think we were forced to put Louis in it. What? <laughs> no, I, I think we were forced to put a white person. Because the whole cast is black, and this was back in the, you know, the 80s. It has to be a white person in the movie. <laughs> so so that's, that's Eddie Murphy saying that Paramount, who was the, the producer of the movie, made him put uh, Louis Anderson in it as, as he was a McDowell. Remember what McDonald's? It was McDowell's. Kid. Yeah, what do you got? Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I mean, could, could you say that? Like, could, could, a, could you say it in reverse that they had to? No, not back in 82, not now. Do you remember, like, growing up, like, okay, do you remember um, when he did Paradise by the Dashboard Lights with Carla DeVito? I don't know. Oh my gosh, she wore that white. I know you will. Like she wore the. I don't, I'm, I'm younger. I'm seven years but, younger. But they sang it together, and they she were wearing under. She wearing panties. Oh my gosh, and they were so sweaty, and they were like singing it together, and oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so good, and like their sexual chemistry. But like he's this big sweaty kind of man, and she's this like teeny tiny like New Yorker chick. It was crazy. I loved Meatloaf. The one, uh, the song, uh, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. I, that's one of my first impressions. I can remember that as a child. That was one of my first impressions of music, that song, for some reason. A lot of feedback about episode 220, the last episode, where the uh, Donna shared a story with us, a very personal story, about um, the, the, the young man that, that OD'd in rehab after struggling with addiction. Started out as opioids and pain medication and then graduated to heroin. And Donna's chance encounter with him and the impact that she had on him then learns that, that he died in rehab after relapsing. His mother comes to your retail store after discovering in a journal that he had written the impact that you had on him when he was alive, sitting in my garage with tears streaming down my face. As I listened to you and Donna talk about the young man with the Dalmatian that she met, I have known about that family's tragic history for more than a decade. And knowing Donna, the fact that she took the time to inspire hope in him doesn't even surprise me. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Um, I had a lot of people reach out to me, too. And a lot of people wanted to know more about the person. And I don't want to do that. Um, the crux of that story was just that um, I think we're seeing it a lot on social media, too, um, that there are. We continue to say it on this podcast and we will continue to say it because out of all the funny things that we do in our lives and everything, we both feel very strongly about what's going on in the world today with mental health and that, you know, kindness counts and taking time to talk to people and never being too busy to ask someone how they're doing. And um, we heard this week that Regina King, who is an actress in Hollywood, lost her son to suicide. Um, you know, we've heard about the Jeffrey Parker story. And again, we're not outing anyone. These were um, publicized 
you know, suicide deaths. Um, but, you know, the overarching theme with everyone who kn- knew those people was not that the person was laying in bed in fetal position all the time, you know, that they were also showing up at work and they were smiling and they were laughing at jokes and they were doing things. So I also think someone said to me, that is a very scary way to live your life. Because the person, we had a great conversation, this person and I, about, she was saying, what responsibility do we have as parents, as spouses, as girlfriends, as boyfriends, as children, as parents, that we constantly have to live our lives thinking that even though you're smiling, you're not so good on the inside. And I understand what she's saying. You know, if you take it literally, then that is true. That, you know, you're, you want to have trust in life and you want to have faith. And so you want to go through your life believing that all of your interactions with people are sincere, right? And that when you ask someone, are you doing okay? For the most part, they're telling you the truth. So I, I do understand that. And certainly we are not, not, not mental health professionals by any stretch of the imagination. So I think that is a tricky one. The best thing you can do is just constantly have lines of communication open, you know, and watch for red flags that, you know, sometimes people, it's just, they may be smiling, but you know, they're off or, you know, there's something going on and sometimes people don't want to talk about it. So I thought it was interesting, that whole conversation that I had with her, because I do think that that's a lot, that's putting the onus on the other people a lot to always be aware of what's going on in every single person's life that you're interacting with. It, it's not your responsibility. And I do understand that, but all, all we kind of are saying as a thread throughout our podcast is just you never know what people are walking around with and what they're carrying. So just be kind, you know, just be kind to everyone. Kristen Pyle is a pod peep. She checked in um, and was just saying great conversation is hard times right now. It is something that needs to be talked about. People brush it under the rug way too much. Thank you again for having honest conversations. Thanks to Hans Appen, who produced this episode of the Cadillac Jack, My Second Night podcast. Is he still with us? Hans, are you awake? Hans, hello, Hans. Hello, Hans. Hello, Hans. 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 Check one. Check what one. is that? Um, Bueller. Hans. Bueller. Hans. Bueller. Uh, thank you, Hans, for your support of the podcast and producing today's episode. Audio for this episode from Paramount Pictures, Jimmy Kimmel and ABC, Adele on Instagram, George Bulldogs Radio Network, NCAA, Warner's Brothers Studios, Taste of Country Nights, Def Jam Records, A&E, Odyssey, TLC TV Network, and WSAZ TV. Subscribe to the letter. Text left on red to the number 22828. Red is the color R-E-D. No spaces. 22828. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingold Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. We are proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. 